This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Question time on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. This one's right up your alley, Hachi. Michael on Twitter. Who will be the new Bulldog guy now that Steve-O is our PM in waiting? Well, it's been a great apprenticeship by Jake Landsberger, who's been having to write about the Bulldogs VFL team for the last 10 years. He's perfectly positioned to step up and start writing about the seniors. I think it's been one of the great apprenticeships under Steve-O's watch and the opportunity for him now to to move on from writing about uh, Witten Oval and VFL-related issues and to tackle some of the big Bulldog issues, Damo. And the, the injuries and in senior level, I think it's an enormous one. <laughs> Has there been a succession plan there, Hutchie? Yeah, it's been a succession plan a long way out. They've been out watching practice matches together. He's been given the odd pre-season yarn to write. Uh, I think it's been really well. He's been incredibly brought along for the ride to go full bore into what's going on at the Dogs. And he hasn't used a, and so, the, so, the, um, the... The handover from Steve-O to Jake, there's three words... Four words that Steve-O cherishes. They go in every story. Uh, they're only allowed to go in his story. And they'll be handed over officially in a ceremony, I believe, at the Witten Oval. And that is the words, out at the kennel. Uh, at the kennel <laughs> has been in every Steve-O yarn since 1996. And they're words that he cherishes. And he'll be handing over the use of those words exclusively to Jake. So the, the IP transfer as well as the I, physical IP, yeah. departure uh, as part uh, of this. At the kennel, at the kennel. At the kennel, out at the kennel. Gavin Pilkington on Twitter. Why do journalists insist on using the term premiership player as a factor in a player's comparison graphics or articles? Surely it's irrelevant as we constantly hear that it's a team success and not an individual one. It's a good point. I'm I'm guilty of that. (laughs) If I'm talking about a player and I need to increase his status or his standing, I'm throwing in the term premiership player. Yeah, I think it's – well, let's, there's a couple of answers to that. So on television, uh, Fox and Seven are great at building their identities, and so they're always putting their resumes up. And the the I think Hall of Fame trumps premiership and premiership yep. trumps – Hall of Fame trumps premiership and premiership trumps all Australians slash best and fairest on the graphics. But generally speaking, you look at a weekend and every, everyone's got their resume up at some point during the weekend to validate them. And I think – when you're introduced to the function, uh, football will be, you know, you played in the 1996 Premiership. It's always a, a reference point. So, yep. yeah. But to Gavin's point, it doesn't make the player any better than the person sitting next to him or her, does it? It just makes it more introducible really to the function. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, Mark Anthony on email. Social media reactions to Jason Bennett's AFL commentary and Jason Dunstall's temporary stint as co-host of 360 appeared to be overwhelmingly positive and have the audience crying out for change from the usual on-air talent. The broadcasters take this kind of feedback into consideration. If not, why not? Yeah, I think they do. I mean, it's, it's certainly not ignored. That's for sure. Uh, I think, I mean, Jason's such a natural media talent that he, he, he travelled very well, didn't he, when he, when he was on TV in Robbo's absence and it was good to see Jason get some opportunity. So, yeah, I, I don't think it, it doesn't do yep. them any harm, put it that way. The public is convinced it knows how best to present to the public a TV show or radio show or a newspaper, don't they? They they are convinced that, that they know more than the people who have sometimes 40 years' experience in the in the said caper about that caper. 
that's what's we're in the opinion business and uh, media is emotional yeah. and that's what makes it complicated but that's what makes it great so i reckon that's fantastic yep anthony lawton poses this on email and, and it's in relation to the streaming wars article in the age how does the fragmentation of content providers distort the check for major sporting organizations will rights deals continue to command big money albeit divvied up differently or will the ability for sports to command big dollars begin a downward decline look i think the demand in sport will always remain high it's a great sector you'd expect me to say that given that we've we've indexed our future to it but it's sports in the best nick it's ever been in globally i think in terms of interest streaming is disrupting uh, coverage and it's yet to find its natural place in the room because technology's uh, shifting quickly um direct to consumer or ott is growing um, fast but not probably at the rate that it needs to to be fully commercial and then there's some pre-investors around like you know stan and paramount and others who are looking to um, mm. invest at the front and then build an audience for another day so it's probably yet to find its natural balance demo i think and we'll see what happens in these to come but this the the barriers to entry for a streamer are pretty low you know you can put together your own streaming product relatively easily. It's not a difficult thing to establish or find a partner on. So there'll be a lot of them initially, and then they'll, I guess, consolidate as time goes on. Yeah, it's, it's just to summarise a deeper conversation, one that we do have semi-regularly on, this, on the main body of the sounding board, but to get it back to the question we've just been asked, are there still massive concerns and doubt about the, the monies attached to the streaming offer when it comes to the high-end product? Oh, I don't think so, no. I think it'll be – I think streaming is okay. going to be going to be a very big, important part of – what's the most important part of sport. Okay. Joel on Twitter, I haven't seen one disappointed response to the news of Hocking leaving the AFL, um, and it goes on a bit deeper – Will they listen to fans? Who's in line to take over? What are what are the chances of a lot of these rule changes being repeated? Sorry, repealed for next season or within the next couple of years? I'll go backwards on that. No chance of the rule changes being repealed. It's been a, a collective decision to make them, and while he's been the front of it, uh, Steve Hocking, um, others behind him have, have equally uh, pushed for their introduction. Who's in line to take over? I think Brad Scott could be a person who could take over. Will they listen to the fans? They do listen to the fans, but you, you listen to the fans, obviously. You, you factor in the, the, as best you can see it, collective view, but you can only, to a certain degree, allow yourself as an organisation to be determined by fans. Yes, I agree with that. It's They're a stakeholder in the decision-making, but not the decision-maker. Yep. Robert Kirkpatrick on Twitter. Is the mashup event with Don't Shoot the Messenger a softening tactic for Caro <laughs> after her comments on the St Kilda players taking time off for their families? <laughs> I like the way our, our listeners think that's I'll answer that pretty quickly. No. <laughs> is that on your radar to raise on the night demo as, as a topic? Um, yeah, I suppose it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What's your take? And this is from the Best Teammates podcast on Twitter. What's your take on Sam McClure's tweet about modern journalism this week? And for those who missed it, this is Sam McClure. Almost anything said by anyone on any football show now gets turned around into a news story. It is done purely and simply to generate clicks and attract advertising dollars. What a sad state of affairs. I wonder when we will reach breaking point, hopefully soon. Uh, yeah. Your reaction? Oh, I think it's a view that we all share. I don't know whether you need to 
And I'm, I look, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Sam, and I think he's a very good operator. Actually, I don't, know, I don't think you need to put it in tweet form, do you? Uh, well, I mean, well, the whole industry does it, including the organisations he works for. Well, it was a lot of irony attached to the tweet, wasn't it? Given that, <laughs> that he works, he works in the print media, which relies upon those behaviours to drive consumption to afford to pay him. So I don't uh, know what it was indirectly relation to, but yeah, I. I <laughs> I mean, you and I bang on about this that sentiment regularly. Don't get me wrong, oh. but to come in a in a isolated tweet form was a different way of going about right. it. I, I like the fact that he's got strong opinions, Sam, and he's his own man. I I think completely differently of that. I think it's great for the brands of those shows that they're re-reported uh, often for clickbait in the coming days. I think it's a win-win. <laughs> Actually, there's a lot of questions that right up your alley. I'm just going to keep, keep skipping them over. Simon Fenton on okay. email. What a Sunday article about. Here we go. Found the questions. Jared via Twitter. What's Damo's response to Kyle Reamers this week on a podcast saying Damo surprised him pre-interview with the supplement questions? Is this standard practice in journalism? I don't know what he said. Um, and I do recall having a chat to, to Kyle before recording the uh, the interview in question way back uh, whenever that was, early 2013. So I don't know the context to, to what Kyle said there. Is it standard practice? I don't think anything's standard anymore. Um there's a lot of horses for courses. I look. There's two ways of going about it. As a realist, now, Hutchie, you, you, I, I sometimes take the view that the subject is better off knowing what you're going to ask, and and sometimes you take the view alternatively, and sometimes the subject doesn't want to know and just says you just go for it. So it's horses for courses, Jared. I think specifically to to your, your questions there. Simon Fenton on email with the Sunday article about Bogut and Hutchie breaking donuts. I am wondering a few things. Has Damien's Herald Sun bashing? and with Hutchie defending them, led the Herald Sun to change the stock photo of Hutchie. Where's the photo after the footy show gone? That's a really <laughs> good point. And has the warming of Hutchie expanded so far that the Herald Sun will no longer use that photo, as he's now seen as a nice guy, and people do not like it when nice guys are picked on? I reckon Simon's onto something here, and I'm actually disappointed in myself that I hadn't picked up on this. They've stopped using that photo, Hutchie. He broke the story about the donuts last Thursday in question time. I didn't even realise it had any had zero interest, and I took uh, three newspaper calls on Friday about the Bogut donuts. You know what I realised, Damo? Just one. You just dropped it in passing on the on the on on the question time of uh, last week's sounding board, and I, and I just sort of my ears picked up. I said, hey, "Hang on, you and you and Bogut are good." By the time I took the third journalist call on Friday, I actually thought you must have put out a media release or something. Actually, actually, you're right. I, I did do that. I, I did the Hawthorne Footy Club style of uh, media on that one. I invited a couple of select journalists, sounding board friendly journalists, Hutchie, and I invited them around to my place, some beknownst to you, and, and told them what they could and couldn't say um, on, on the back of uh, that bogan information. And I gave them 43 minutes notice to get to my house, otherwise they weren't going to get the information. And those who weren't there, I distributed it most ourselves Hutchie, on behalf of sounding board. <laughs> <laughs> Magnificent. So there you go. And what I've learned out of this is Bogut has an unbelievable Verity score. Anything Bogut goes crazy on the Verity. That's it. Okay. <laughs> All right. There's a couple of questions there, Hutchie, that you probably should have got your teeth stuck into regarding me, but uh, I think we're out of time actually right now. So that was this week's question time for DrinkWise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Questions with Hachi and Damo. Send us your questions via Twitter or Facebook at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.